What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Beanball Podcast. We are your host, Alan and Alan. This is episode 62. What's up, man? What's going on, bud? 62. That's a good number. Yep. <laughs> so, <sighs> hope everyone had a good week. Some fun times. Summer's almost over. Yeah, man. <laughs> Mostly all the you know, kids are going back to school. We here in Virginia go back in, what, two weeks? I can feel you at the hotel. We're dying down. So be interesting so let's get right into the fun stuff field of dreams game man yeah man field of dreams game if you guys haven't heard they actually built it and yes they did come yes. finally uh i know it was supposed to happen last year and we finally got it in this season and it was amazing uh we had the white Sox against the yankees um and man what a game let's game the pre-game ceremony the yeah. atmosphere it just all was just a great I tell you, um, so yeah, so I, I tuned in, you know, it's it like an hour long uh, before the game started. They're doing a bunch of things, yeah, talking about six it, and stuff. Um, Poppy and Alex Rodrigo is there. It's so funny because they even make it fun. Like they had like a little uh, commercial that or something that happened you oh, know, yeah, before you the go game. Play catch. Yeah. Yeah. Poppy's or Alex Rodrigo said, hey, you want to go have a catch? And Poppy's like, no, you're a Yankee. We're never going to do that. Oh, man, that was great. Yeah. Um, but when it got real, when it got real was the, the moment that, um, they started walking out of the cornfield. Yeah, and of course, you know, that was Kevin crazy. Costner. Yes. Look, and then you heard like the little chime, and then here comes White Sox and Yankees players. When they dude, when they came out of there, I was getting goosebumps. I was like, yeah, this is a great. Yeah, I'm man, like, what imagine entrance. being there, seeing that, and then the game yeah. itself was just back and forth. Which they said the batting practice during the game, like, look, we might see some fly balls because the ball was jumping during batting practice, and it did not disappoint. Man, first I, inning, like, went right into the corn. Yep. And that wasn't the only one. Oh, I know. And, yeah, and it's crazy because when you look at the field, there's nothing around it. It's, it's crazy to see a major league game happen in this really beautiful stadium. Yeah. Um, just surrounded by countryside, and they had a cool maze next to it. Um, yeah, I thought it, I thought it was a great field game, man. And like you said, I think you said it was about 8,000 fans yeah, or so. Yeah, I think just over um, just or just under pretty much they're saying 8,000. I think it was perfect. Yeah. Perfect setting for the game. Yeah. And the good thing they said, of course, before the game, we talked about that they will do it next year. And they have announced who's going to be the the teams, going to be the Cubs and the Reds. Um, but it was just awesome, you know, especially the White Sox in their old jerseys. Mm-hmm. Good for them getting the walk-off home run, even though Yankees made a game there at the and end. It, and, it, and it was a good game in yes. general because, I mean, you start out, you got Lance Lynn on the mound. Um, and <laughs> the Yankees are hot, like you said. Yeah. And the White Sox are pretty solid as well. So, yeah, I thought it was really great, especially – Especially the the action. I yeah. mean, because you know, normally, like, hey, any any given night, you can have a game where it's just like one nothing or like you know two to three or something like that. This game went pretty well. It was, yeah, it was action packed. Yeah, and and just being at the game, it was the highest TV rating in the last like well a couple of years of a regular season game because it's the field of dreams and the Yankees White Sox. So will next year being Cubs and Reds have the same draw? Probably not. Yeah, it's not the Yankees, right? But and especially because you're looking at it, Cubs, look like they're going to be rebuilding. Reds, we don't know what's going to happen with them yet, if they're going to tear it down this offseason or not. <laughs> but looking at it like, yes, it might have a draw because Phil Dream, but you're not going to get the same atmosphere of that first game where walking out of center field with Kevin Costner and just the atmosphere, seeing it for the first time, and so it just. It's cool. It's going to be like a normal thing now, mm-hmm. but the first one definitely this year was special. Oh, and it was very special, like I said, because of the gameplay too, man. So not only did they put on a show, it was it was nuts when you think about it. Because like, 
I don't I don't remember the scenario, but I know that the Yankees were down by three. Yes. In the bottom, oh no, the top, top of, the of the ninth, ninth with two outs, and they they scored four scored runs to, take, to the take the lead by one. Oh my god, dude, that was and sick! Then, and everybody's oh, you're just thinking it's over. Then Anderson, and then Timmy comes up. Tim Anderson, two run blast to walk it off with the with the fireworks in the background. Yeah. You cannot ask for a better no. game. No, it was beautiful. It was perfect. <laughs> it was very well done. You know, with the corn in the outfield, and I saw a couple TikToks of um. Some kids in center field when Stanton hit the, I think the tying home run, mm-hmm. they ran after and found the ball in the cornfield nice. and stuff. I'm like, dude, that's just amazing. Like just running through that and like finding probably all the balls they probably find during batting practice too. Like they said it was launched in the yard, but it was interesting. It was awesome, dude. The walk off man, that's that just set the whole mood. Yeah, uh, and it's crazy because Anderson said he's never seen Field of Dreams. I bet he's gonna watch it now. Oh um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I bet the day off the next day since they get he a day off to, to travel or had to. on the way home, they had, you know, like, let's watch the game. He said the fans came to see a show and we gave it to him oh, or we gave him a show. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I told you I work with uh, his, I guess you could say his brother-in-law. Um, and I'm like, man, did you see that game? He's like, yeah, my dad's talking about it. I'm like, look, man, I got yeah, to ask him if, if he's going to see the movie or watch it because uh, he definitely put on the show. Yeah, it's very – and it's funny because um, I walked around Target today and they had it like right out – the Blu-ray copy. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what are y'all trying to push this now? Got to. Man. So, yeah. So, it's going to be interesting to see what the next year, how it feels. But, it's, of course, not going to be the same. Like I said, we'll see what the teams are. Like, teams right. how they are at that point. Also, this game was cool because, you know, everybody you wanted to see do well was doing well. Yeah. Um, Judge crushing the ball. John Carlos Stanton hitting home runs, too. Anderson with the walk-off. I'm just saying, yeah, it was great. And then, you know, look. I'm 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 super happy with the way this came out. Yeah, and like you said, um, next game is going to be the Reds and the Cubs, right? Yeah. So that'd be pretty cool too. I don't know how it's going to work out. Yeah, we'll see what kind of competitively on the field they are. You know, Cubs sold the farm. Well, not the farm, but they sold the the team pretty much. So we'll see what kind of rebuilding mode they're in. Yeah. So, but yeah. So let's get right to the next hot topic that I guess happened yesterday. The time recording this. Mm is the Detroit game versus Angels and Jack Morrison, Hall of Famer, of course, um, analyst for Detroit, made some comments about Otani before his at-bat in the ninth inning. And, man, he got suspended. It's, you know, a lot of people. And then I was like, okay, I'm curious what this is. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see it myself. I, I saw that Jack Morris apologized, like, during the game. Yep. And then he ended up getting suspended and definitely – um, so I'm sure they're going to make him take some kind of yeah, course. Yeah, they said there's zero tolerance. We're going to take a training. And yep. So pretty much if you haven't heard, you can probably YouTube it and see exactly how tone, but pretty much in, the, in an Asian kind of tone, because they asked him because I think, I think one or two people were on base and Otani was coming up to bat. Like, what do you do here, Otani? And his, like, be very, very careful in, like, an Asian accent. So, and then I think they changed pitches. Because then he came and called and was like, I do apologize. That's when he started the apology before Tani even took his at-bat. Mm-hmm. So someone clearly came in like, yo, you can't do that. Like, bro, like, what are you thinking? Like, during that commercial break or something. Or well, maybe it was his team, like his um, well, analyst mate. Well, right. Like you said, I mean, even probably on Twitter or something like that. The backlash of what he said was so huge. He apologized a couple innings later. So that's what I'm saying. Like, like moments later, like, he got, like, <laughs> wind. So Man. it's, you know... We'll see what happens. You know, this ain't the first time an analyst was it last year with the Reds analyst. I feel like he said something, the hot mic or something, 
and he had to go through training and stuff. <laughs> it's like well, yeah, and then so so when, once he apologized, he said, "Well, folks, Shohei Otani is coming to the plate, and it's been brought to my attention, and I sincerely apologize if I offended anybody, especially anybody in the Asian community, for what I said about pitching and being careful to Shohei Otani." Um, I did not intend for any offensive thing. I apologize if I did. I certainly respect and have the utmost respect for the guy and don't blame a pitcher for walking him. Um, you know, he, he gets it. He's a former pitcher. Um, you know, he, he was inducted in 2018. Um, but, you know, you got to be careful what you say, especially these days. Yeah. Uh, At first, I'm like, when like, cause I saw someone said be very careful. I'm like, what do you mean? And I clicked on. Right, you're like, oh, that's all he said, and then you heard the way he said it. And I was like, okay, I can kind of get where it's kind of, oh, my gotcha. I'm like, well, I was like, we have learned because who was it about the Durax scenario with Strowman earlier this season? It's like certain stuff, like, you know, you just got to watch what you say and think about because you are not to say a big influence, especially if if some young person is watching, is that it's not looking good, especially – you have your fans around Detroit are probably tuning in to watch a Cabrera trying to get his 500 home run still, mm-hmm. and then Otani's not facing your favorite team. Let's see what he does against my team. Yeah, I can see it. So, all right, come on, Jack, do better next time, man. All right, well, let's get on some some uh, brighter news. Um, Little League baseball is back. Yeah, <laughs> tournaments back, you know. But then the, we also will get the Little League Classic back. This weekend. Oh, yeah, the classic. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Well, how do you feel about the classics jerseys? I actually like them because, you know, the years past they were the, what is it? What were they called technically? The um, the players' jerseys where they pretty much all put the nicknames. Yeah. It was all color. I think I can't remember exactly what the name was. I think it was just the players', players that, weekend. Is, but is that still the game where they play with the Yeah, the, with the usually one leaguers? of the teams. It was where the, all the whole MLB got to wear those jerseys. Mm-hmm. And those two teams played in the the makeshift stadium. I remember last time we those two teams played. Man, that was pretty pretty cool because uh, they were out there. I think it was actually us. <laughs> I oh, think it was the was Mets. It? Yeah, and they were hanging out with everyone. Yeah, because the, the startings who weren't pitching, they went and sat in the crowd with some of the the little leaguers. Well, the little league classic uniforms are pretty cool because they're not they're not button ups. They're like the the pullovers. Yeah, and they're actually like what you would be wearing in little we represent the Midwest. You're up the Great Lakes. And the Great Lakes, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, I'm looking at the Angels and Cubs uniform. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool. They could have done something like this for the All-Star game, if you ask me. Uh, man. Man, like, But no, on. no, Nike did good on this one. I like this yeah. jersey. Yeah, I, I like it how they kind of st- stay with the theme. It's not where, I don't know if they're doing the nicknames on the back for this game or not, but I like the idea of looking like the actual what the Little League World Series tournament is. Yeah, so it looks like they play at Bowman Field in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Yeah. So that's that's you know the obviously the famous site the Little League World Series yeah um, yeah yeah looks pretty su- uh, pretty sweet yep is it, that, so is that going to be the teams playing then yeah those are the two teams playing nice. this weekend so we get to see Shohei Shohei oh man <laughs> see who puts on a show for these kids that's right man man I wonder how that worked out this year for them I bet they wish Mike Trout was there too ah Especially, of course you know, of course Pennsylvania you know man not that far from home. Even though I think you're allowed if you're the kids and the parents at the tournament are allowed the game, but mm-hmm. still, just being the Mike Trout, you think you've seen what Tony's doing, then see like the Mike Trout yep. for these kids, it would have been know. like an awesome show. But unfortunately, still hurt and still no news really about Mike Trout. I think he's getting shut down. Mm. So, speaking of getting shut down. Yes. Man. This one was crazy, man. So, if you haven't seen last night, Chris, was it best? Bassett, right? Chris Bassett. Bassett 
was hit in the face by a liner. A hundred mile per hour line drive yeah, to the face. To the face. And Albeck went down, of course, you know, no play on the ball, but they signaled right away. Facial facial fracture. Like he was on the ground, not moving, bleeding immediately. Yeah. Um and you know, everybody was like out of it, man. I, like it's like it was hard. It's hard to even play the game yeah. after that happened. Yeah, like first I remember the whole Kevin Pillar scenario where yeah. everyone just saw the blood. At home oh man, I remember stuff. that too. I couldn't get over that. I was like, oh, but this little, like, he covered almost instantly. Of course, you know, since he wasn't the batter, the, you know, the cameras are not focused on him, so there's not that much great angles of the actual hit. There probably right. is maybe something out there. Who knows? But yes, the cheekbone and jaw will have to have surgery. He is responsive, you know, at the hospital. So, done for the season. We go and chalk it up because, you know, we are in middle August. You're talking yeah. surgery in the face. I, mean, I, kinda, I, I don't see I it. Can't imagine. Imagine. I can't imagine like what was going through his their minds, man. Mm. Like, 100 mile an hour to the face as a pitcher, man. I'm just glad he's okay. Yeah. I man. mean, as okay as he can be. Yeah, like, it's nothing where they said the eye is fine so you can mm-hmm. see out of it. And so, they says it's a cracked jaw upper jawbone if i remember correctly yeah and cheekbone yep it says he was released from rush university medical center uh he received stitches for two facial lacerations and was diagnosed with displaced tripod fracture in his right cheek that will require surgery yep um they examined his right eye normal vision no damage currently noted so that's good uh got a ct scan no further injuries so like i said he's he's okay but how is he going to rebound we don't know um because you know he's 32 now you know, he entered the game twelve and three as a three hundred six ERA. He was doing good this yeah, year. Yeah, and the whole team A's was. are right there. Like, it's unfortunate. Yeah, man, it really is. Um, so we wish nothing but the best for him, and I hope. So it's who knows? Recovery. Maybe the surgery speeds up the healing process, and maybe he can be ready for a playoff push. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Because um, you know, if you're talking about playoffs, you're talking about six weeks away, which for a heel could be, especially if you do surgery, usually helps speed up the process. So. We'll see what goes on with that, but we hope for a nice, speedy recovery for Chris and the Oakland A's to get him back into. The, so, the next thing, I know I was very interesting when I saw this at work today. Yeah, man. I'm like, oh, Steve is not happy. No, he's not. So, Mets owner Steve Cohen went on Twitter and pretty much blasted the team's hitting after losing now. What is it now? Five in a row. Not including now since we just won today, but... Before the win today, lost in five in a row to the Dodgers and two to the Giants. So it's hard, especially when these are top teams in baseball, you know, playoffs. The Mets are just not doing it offensively. Yeah. Uh, so if you haven't heard, Steve Cohen went to Twitter, uh, as he usually does, um, and he says, it's hard to understand how professional hitters can be this unproductive. The best teams have a more disciplined approach. The slugging and OPS numbers don't lie. The way he says that means he's not happy with what his team's doing, but the way he said it also makes me think that he's looking at the coaches and the staffing members and saying, you guys aren't doing something right because they should not be this way with the talent we have on this team. Yeah. Um, And like I said, I don't know if any of the players spoke out about this or not, but today they went out there and did their business. We went to, what, 12 innings? 12 innings. Scored a bunch in the 12th. I mean, I think think they scored in the 11th to take the lead, but then the Giants Giants got got it back. Um, so then we put up a six piece or, or so and five or whatever in the. Uh, I think 12. it was four. Okay. Oh, yeah, because it was already two. Pilar hit a three run home run yeah. and then he got another insurance run. So, other than that, though, what do you think about what Steve said? It's 
it's kind of eye-opening you know usually owners do not do <laughs> don't, this don't speak publicly yeah yeah like they're kind of like yeah we don't like what the team's doing you know we hope we can change it around and he knows this is a stretch that's going to make or break our season and he yeah. flat out said look it, it, fix it especially when he knows that he's actually investing a lot into the team he is bringing talent he's doing what he's supposed to so he he wants to see the rewards yeah he's a fan first he's always been a fan yes he's an owner now too but I think he's still got to learn how to like draw that line. Are you a fan? Or are you owner? Like, yeah. But he he's going to be the new type of owner. He I did see a both. quick little um, video where they're talking to the hitting coach, which you know, hitting coach did get replaced already earlier this season. Yes. So it's not like we're trying not to score. You, you know, know who we should get? I'm like, we should get Mark McGuire. <laughs> <laughs> did he have a stint recently? Or um, is he still around? He was with. Was it Angels or was it Cardinals? I, think, I can't remember. I, it was one of them. It was something red team. It right? was. You're right. It absolutely was. I think who it was. But, you know, so now looking back on it, like the hitting coach that we fired earlier this year, like was it really his fault? Because clearly looks not much different. Yeah. You know, we've 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 been a stretchy team. Or and we're always like this, man. It's we're always good, bad, and then injured. <laughs> you, you could pick one of the three. We're gonna be one of those. Ah, man, it's just tough. Yeah, and then the news coming out today of possibly Mets shutting down Degrom for the rest of the season is like, oh, oh, that hurts. I know. So I'm like, you know what? I honestly think that's a huge, a lot, a lot to do with it, man. Because like I said, we we, we talked about this last time uh, how Degrom brings the energy and everybody falls around that and and it carries a team. And with him being out, it's hard. Although one of our guys was dealing it the other night. Who was it? Um. Stroman was last night. He was had the no-no going on for a little oh, bit. Oh, Walker, finally. Yeah, man, Taiwan Walker, yes. Since the All-Star break, you know, since he was an All-Star, he's had a bad stretch. Let's not bypass gets, that, yeah. Against the Dodgers, you know, me and I were talking, like, you seen this? I'm like, yeah, it's a great game because I am not jinxing this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> of course, next inning. Of course, fun, we jinxed. Uh, I should have said solo that. Solo home run. It's hard for me not to because I, I, I was like, look, man, we're through six or so. And yeah, it was through six. He's doing good. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Okay, we can do this. Come on, bro. And then all of us, then next thing you know, he gives up a run. They tie it. Now we got like three. The base is loaded. Basically, we bring in who? Loop or somebody? I don't know. But uh, thank God he got out of it. But it was just a bad situation. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Thank God they didn't bring familiar in. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, but um, we'll see if this turns around. I believe it's the four-game stretch time with the Dodgers, if I remember correctly. Look, man, I'm, I'm going to say this. Even if the Mets don't make the playoffs this year, I still like the route they're going. I like what they're doing, so I'm okay with this. I, I would yeah. prefer us to keep winning and you know do what we can do, but there's only so much you can control. Yep. I just like the fact that they're actually – the owner's putting his time and effort into the team, and you know, sooner or later, we're gonna get we're gonna get some return. Yeah. So we have our four game stretch at LA. Yeah. Well, tomorrow. Hey, man. You know, we we could do it. We have to split it. I think really we need to take three out of four to get back in. It's it. possible, especially now since you know the Dodgers are are just as injured. You know, Dodgers and Padres are falling off. Um, yeah, they are. Atlanta has catch fire a little bit. You know, they have won five straight, so they technically have a four nothing. Four game advantage over us, and you know Philly's two and a half back from Atlanta, so it's still a lot of baseball. We all said the NL East was going to be tight, so oh yeah, man. But this stretch is just rough. So speaking of someone who hot, man, the Yankees, yeah, they it's have about time. crawled their way, which we like at first, we're like they're in fourth place, they're ten back, and like they got to do something soon. 
those little odds and end trades and then finally getting some left-handed bats mm-hmm. have got this team, even though they're missing Rizzo right now because of COVID, they are now in second place, still five games, five games out. Back. So are the Red Sox. Red Sox are five games yeah. back. But they now have the second wild card spot as of today. Right. Man, talk about crawling your way back into the playoffs. Yeah, man. It, it's crazy. Uh, they are doing good, but so are the Rays. The Rays are 7-3 in their last 10. The Yankees are 7-3 in their last 10. Uh, so the Yankees just need to keep doing what they're doing, and they yeah. need to hope the Rays fall off a little. Yeah, because I think Yankees have the best record since the All-Star break. So they're fine doing it. They got Garrett Cole back, I think, yesterday. They could catch up. They can. Like, I mean, they were a favorite to, to win this division. I still think they have a chance. Um, at least a bet I made on them a little while ago. <laughs> Hopes they have a chance. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. Well, you really think about it. You know, if you look at it, you know, yeah, Boston, same record. And then Toronto has fallen off a little bit. The course, Springer has now hit the 10-day DL. So, But they're only four and a half back of Yankees for second place. So it's... We'll know more in the next two weeks when we go to hit September. Like, realistically, what are your playoff odds you're looking at? Because Boston has been one of the worst teams since the All-Star break, and the Yankees have been the best team. Yeah, the Red Sox lost, what, 10 of their last 13? Before they have pretty much the week? same record since the All-Star break as the Orioles. That's like a 300 record and, since the All-Star break. And what I was saying was tough about that hit to the guy's face last night is that their last – 10 they've won eight of them man the a's mm-hmm. it's just it's just it's a tough situation and let's not forget about the blue jays yes they're down there but they've won 13 of their last 18 so everybody's trying to step up yeah so technically as of right now yankees have the first wild card spot because yankees oakland and boston are all tied with the same record then of course seattle's four back toronto's four and a half back angels are eight and a half back and then cleveland's nine and a half back okay. in the wild card game. wow so it's getting tight. Um, you know, same thing with Padres. They're slowly watching their wall card lead shrink. Reds are one and a half games back. So it's like mm. Mm, they've been one of the worst teams in baseball since the All-Star break. And you think like, yes, Tatis was hurt there for a little bit. He's now back. Like, does that hopefully light it off? They still have been putting together. They lost. I think after putting a bunch of runs, they end up losing. Yeah. So it's like, oh, this is not the time, Padres. It's that stretch baseball we're all like hurting right now. Speaking of hurting, uh, <laughs> the Dodgers are hurting right now because uh, they man <laughs> they basically paid Cole Hamels a million dollars just to work out for a couple of weeks, play a simulated game, simulated game. Man, like when I first got my notification, like Dodgers at Cole Hamels' season deal ending his season, I'm like, excuse me, he hasn't even pitched yet. What the hell happened? So, two weeks ago, Dodgers signed Cole Hamels to a million-dollar deal mm-hmm. plus $200,000 per start for the rest of the year. Well, he didn't make the start, so he's going to get his million dollars. And I guess rehab his shoulder, and I think it's time to hang him up there, Cole. Yeah. This is now two years, roughly in a row, that you have tried to make a comeback and has fallen short with injuries. And it's unfortunate, man, because he's, he's been great, but you know, most of that time of greatness was with, what, the Phillies? Yeah. Um I feel. I honestly feel the same thing's going to happen with Verlander, man. I don't think he's coming back. I know he wants to try, but how old is he now? Is like he'll be thirty. He thinks thirty-seven right now, so he'll be thirty-eight next year. This is going to be tough. But like you said, all the pitches we're used to hearing their names—they're getting older, and with that comes injuries. The arm goes. It's hard to hard to keep up. Uh, unfortunately, with Cole Hamels, like you said, he's done for the season. He might be done for the career. Yeah. We don't know. You know, shoulder injury. It's all they we kind of been told, kind of said. He was pitching a simulated game when it happened. 
So it's like, well, shoulder pitching, like, mm, but. But what we do know is that the Dodgers are the owners, anyways, or whoever. They're hungry for more titles. Yeah, they they're putting together anybody that they they're think hoping can help. Maybe like just to fill in some starts there at the end of the season, like couple. And that's what I'm saying. Could have been a bullpen option for the playoffs right. if he did well those couple starts. Right. But even even though he's not going to throw a ball for them, and they lost a million, that is nothing. Yeah. For them right now, no. I'm just saying the way they're spending money, the team, the players that they're getting, he was going to help if he could. But if not, it was no big deal. No. So I think they're still in a good spot. They are, um, you know, even though the Giants are still doing their thing, holding that division. Dodgers are definitely, we'll say, most likely going to host the wild card game, that one game playoffs. And there's plenty of pitching in that rotation to throw out there for one game, and if you need to come out the bullpen for a do or die game. So they're good if they don't get the division. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's just kind of funny. You paid a. A veteran a million dollars not to get just, him just to say he's on your professionally team. yeah yeah a start for you so after that we're gonna take a quick break and be right back about some more pitching that a division ri- rival has added some question marks with all right so like we said the division rivals of the dodgers added a person which some people are like kind of question mark scratching the head i'm definitely scratching my head is the padres adding jake arietta after he was released from the cubs by mocking a reporter for about COVID comment, and he was already having a terrible season. I think it was like six point something ERA this year, and for some reason the Padres signed him for the rest of the season. Don't know why, but they did. Yeah, well, looking at my stat sheet, uh, his stats for this year, he's got a seven point thirteen ERA. That's even worse. Um, but he does have five wins, also has twelve losses in twenty one games. Um, yeah, man, I don't know why either. I feel like it's because the Padres, you know, they're kind of slipping. They need something. They're thinking if maybe if they go the distance, they might have Arietta because of the name. He might help out. But like you said, he's not pitching well. I'm, I'm hoping he's a bullpen guy. That you get an inning. That's exactly what they need. Or like someone gets hurt and you are getting your ass whooped. He's going to go in there and throw some innings to get eaten up. I don't know. Like I don't think very he's a starter cool. at this point. Yeah, I don't think looking at the staff, I'm like, there's no way he's a starter, like especially what he's done. What, what I would, yeah, I know, I know. I, I, I definitely know. seem he's got to come out of the bullpen. He's probably good for an inning or two. That's what I'm saying. If he could be a mid relief guy, like come out and throw two innings, like transition to your closer yeah. guy, that'd be perfect. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it is what it is. I, I don't think it's a good move, but. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, like I didn't want to sign him, sign area in the offseason when the Mets were linked to him. I was like, no, no, thank you. No, 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 no. And then he signed with the Cubs for some couple million. I'm like, he is not worth it. And then he has just stunk it up. Wonder why he never got released. I'm like, dude, you're all just paying this guy just to fill in for right now. Bring some young guys up. Do something. And, well, he just sat there and just mocked and got released and still got a job. Right. Somehow, some way. Well, that's fine. Out with the old and with the new. Speaking of young guys, this next guy made pretty big news. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Gilbert. I'm not sure if you know who this guy is. He's a 27-year-old, um, and he pitches for the Diamondbacks. This is probably why you don't know about him. <laughs> um, but guess what he did? He did something very amazing. So he has – wasn't his major league debut. He's done a couple relief innings and stuff. But, but it in was his first career start in the majors. Against the Padres. Yes. This is the, like the – we'll say the roughly – The Slam the, Diego. Slam Diego, you know. Yes, they didn't have um, Machado – not Machado, but Tatis yet right. back. Doesn't still, matter. Everybody's have a solid hitter. A solid all star lineup in that team. You no know hitted 
in your first career start against the powerhouse Padres to tie the major league record for most no hitters in the season now at eight, which I thought was funny. Was it? I think who was it? Um, what endless was it? A couple of hours before said, I guess the no sticky substance have calmed down. No hitters. <laughs> exactly. And hours later, we have a no hitter to tie the record for this year. And it's crazy because, like I said, just think about it. You play on a team that's really bad, the Diamondbacks. And you're up against Slam Diego, the Padres, and you throw no no in your first career start. Man, that was crazy. And his dad was in the stands oh, yeah. holding him back. What a great game. Yeah. Great, great game. I mean, I, I don't know what he's got, you know, if he's going to be great or not, but he has this moment for sure. Yeah. Like, you know, he was, um, if I remember correctly, he was traded from Phillies to the Dodgers, and then Dimax got him the Rule 5 draft. So, you know, 27. You know, a couple innings relief, and then you finally get notification you're going to get your first start. Family come, and you throw the game of your life <laughs> in your first career. So I thought it was the first time ever this happened. Apparently not. It's in, like, the, I think it was it the early 1900s. A couple people have done it. Done it. Yeah, yeah. But I it's saw just that. unreal. It, it's, yeah, very rare. Because usually your, your first start, major league debut, or your start period you got the jitters of the excitement, you know, your adrenaline's pumping, so usually some wild pitches, you know, little mistakes. But he said his stuff has been feeling like elite recently, and we'll see if he can back it up the rest of the way because then, you know, Diamondbacks might have found a guy. Yeah, and they need it. Um, you know what's crazy about this no-hitter is that the very last guy up to bat was Tommy Pham. Yep. I mean, he laced one to center field. Thank God could tell Marte got a freaking yeah. jump on it. Um, but StatCast said that ball had a 75% hit probability. Yeah. Bro, it, What you know, there's always got to be something, some crazy good play to keep a no-hitter alive. Yep. Um, but, man, that was great. Yes, it was. I, I, was I like, loved it, man. I was like, oh, we got no-hitter. I guess I need to turn into it. I was like, I'm like, can you do it? I'm like, first career start. Like this is unreal, and I'm like, just imagine the father in the stands. What are dude, you thinking right now? Like, yeah, what is going on? Because first of all, like your family being there for your no hitter is would be is great is is unreal. But being like you're because they're all there celebrating your first start, your first start. You know, I think it was like his uncle, his dad, his, of course, his wife, girlfriend, whatever. But it's like, think about it. Yeah, it's unreal. If if you think about it, like, I'm I'm saying yes, you know, your kid's great and all, and this is his first start. You're probably thinking, all right, good man. Maybe he goes six innings. You know, maybe gives up like three hits and he has a good night. You don't think the man's going the distance yeah. and putting up zeros against the Padres? You don't, man. What a night. What yeah. a night. Congrats, Tyler. Yeah, congrats. Now, so now with a with month and the, a half. The records that he broke? or Yeah, you know, it's the accomplishments, you know, that ball is special now. Hope you got a couple, give to the dad, you know, have one in your case. But, you know, now with a month and a half left, will we get one more no-hitter to set the season? I think it needs to by how many we've had early. Well, like you said, the, we'll the, this was the eighth hitter of this yep. uh, eighth, eighth no hitter of well, the season. Technically, this, the record would have been broken if they kept Mad Bombs seven inning one. Well, they had two seven. I'll try. We did have two seven inning ones, right? Um, but anyways, this was a record breaker since eighteen eighty four, um, and like I said, we we can only assume it has a little bit to do with them doctoring the balls as well. Man, early season, I felt like we were talking about every week there for a stretch, like oh, we got another no hitter. Yeah. It, oh, we were no every time we like, every time we talked about it, that night. Like, was oh, no here we go. We got another no hitter, people. <laughs> um, like, but but also, like you said, the league deadened the ball some and the sticky situation, so we don't know what's going on. Um, but you know, this one was pretty cool. Yeah, very very cool. Um, let's see what else we got? Uh, of course, the Trevor Bowers going on. He's you know, pleading the fifth. He's pleading the fifth. She 
for the two days, pretty much four hours worth of testifying. If you're pleading the fifth, it's not looking good. No, it's not. No, you can't because because you're basically saying I'm not going to incriminate myself. Yeah, what's basically saying you're kind of not in the right because. I don't know. I, I'm not going to speculate on this. And then watched was the Washington Post dig in and found the girl that he said that she was like kind of stalking him, you know. And then he kind of put out there on Twitter all the text message stuff from her for the years. Yeah, I remember that. I'm like, oh wow. I'm like, and he's like, multiple girls have contacted me. Like, look, Washington Post is digging. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, I'm like, we'll we'll see where this goes. Yeah. Um, I'm almost certain Trevor's not pitching the rest of this year. We'll see what happens next year because. You know, yeah, he's definitely not pitching this year. MLB, you know, is guaranteed contract, so Dodgers are on the hook for forty, what, forty five million dollars next year. Thank God it wasn't us. God, <laughs> that's all I gotta say, man. So, man, because I would have some choice words if it was us. Oh, dude. Ugh. But either way, it still would have happened this way. Yeah, but it's unreal. Like you know, now looking back, you know, the three top three guys now with the whole Bauer situation. This is what the second or third time. <laughs> uh, what is it? Uh. George Springer has hit the DL this year, mm-hmm. and Romano hit the hit the DL like twice. So it's like these top three have not having a good year. Yeah. So we missed. Thank God. But uh, and then the last thing, you know, we finally getting some CBA information kind of getting leaked out there. Oh yeah. MLB has proposed in their, I guess, first talks and stuff, to lower the luxury tax from the two ten it is now down to one eighty, which that's a lot. Mm-hmm. But also set a minimum salary per team at a hundred million dollars yeah they're proposing a hundred million dollar salary floor and stiffer luxury taxes so we'll we'll see how that pans out man yeah you know but what would that do like you said if, if they have a hundred million dollar floor and what was the team we were talking so about cleveland right uh, right now their entire roster is only 48.7 yeah. million dollars right just imagine you double that so you're thinking if you're not trying to add some veterans paying money you're gonna pay your younger guys more i'm assuming that I'm like, how, that's I'm wondering. So I'm assuming the MLB is wanting to propose this because they want it to be more competitive. They want to be more competitive, and then they've heard from, you know, their guys that they want the younger guys get paid more. The veterans are not getting their money share. Yeah. You know, they're trying to save money, and this is definitely going to be interesting because you know, Cleveland, your small market, your Padres, your Miami, um, so. It's gonna be interesting because now you're not gonna be trading away these players and don't want to pay them because you now have to meet the salary minimum of a hundred million dollars if this gets through. Well, we'll see how this works out. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't, I don't see why the players' association would have anything against it because that no. means there's more money out there to be given. No, but you never know. I don't know how, how what their thoughts are on this. Yeah, we'll see how the trade talks happen with you know not trade talks but the t- negotiations because mm-hmm. they might want this, but what else? Is players might have to give up yes. to get the minimum hundred million. Right. We'll see if it makes sense on paper. Um, but this this will be the time to bring it up. So this is interesting that it's starting. You know, we are about a month and a half away. That start starting to leak a little bit. There's at least there's some willingness. You know, we'll see what else. But I think because I think I saw on I think it was Twitter, Facebook, something that they're asking if MLB should have a salary cap, and I'm like, no. <laughs> Certain teams have more money than not, than others. Mm-hmm. I I understand that you know the tax. You know you do get you know penalized by have to pay extra taxes if you have more than what you should. I understand that. So, but if you want to go all in for one year and pay a little bit extra to get that championship, why not? 
Yankees did it back in 09 and it got their title, but they've been trash ever since. Yeah. So. Exactly. So if you want to buy one, sure. Go ahead and spend your $200, $300 million in all season to get your one title. Or you can be smart about it like the Dodgers and be right there at the at the edge of the tax bracket mm-hmm. and getting yourself some rings. It's interesting. We'll see. I think that might be it for us this evening. You got anything else, man? No, nah, man. I think we covered it all. Um, we'll definitely be keeping an eye on a lot of things this week, see what's going on. Yeah. Um, you know, so. All right. So we'll catch you all next week. Peace. Hey, thank you for checking out this episode. If you want to hear more, please like, share, and subscribe this podcast with your friends. If you want more, even more content, please go check out our Instagram and our YouTube channel, The Beanball Podcast. We'll catch y'all next time. Peace.